Welcome back to the Young Minds Podcast. We are on episode 8, and this is a real special treat for all of you because it's going to be the first youth and the first at-person in-home interview. Well, you know, with the first person home interview, you know, you have a little bit of audio problems, right? Well, those weren't exactly all ironed out in the beginning, so I went back and edited the audio some, but some parts might be a little lower and some might be a little higher than others, but I think you'll be able to still understand what both of us are saying, and enjoy this episode with Eli Willis called titled, Have Faith in the Swing. All right, welcome to the podcast, man. How's it going? It's going good. good. Yeah? Good. Going good. Real good. But uh, why don't you just uh, kind of introduce yourself, tell people what you're about, man. Okay, so my name is Eli, right? Hmm. Uh, I go to Lawrence High School. Uh, Eli Willis, right back. Yeah. Um, I go to Lawrence High School. I play baseball at Rouse. Good friends with Charlie. Um, I just turned 17 two days ago. Yeah, man. So, Awesome. Yeah. And um, so I know that, like, you know, for, like, baseball, they just built this, like, what? Like, was it, where is that at in Lowndes? Like, they just built, like, the, a brand new, like, area for you guys, right? Yeah. Like, we just got a brand new locker room. Yeah. It is right next to it, literally right next to it. You can't miss it when you walk in, but it's right, like, the bleachers. And you come from right next to the bleachers on the left, on the home side. Yeah. With the dugout, the doors of the locker. Mm-hmm. It might be nicer than <laughs> Honestly, I think it is because looking at the pictures and stuff, I was like, uh, "Wow, you know, like they really." I'd love to know how much money they poured into that because, um, I mean, just imagine all the money they've poured into like just the whole entire school, building the new building, yeah. this indoor training facility, and now that like all that they've done. And then like last year too, we just got a new turf field. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. And they and people say that I hear all the time say Lounge is broke. They're not broke. No, they're not broke. I promise. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that because they've already got like a ten year a ten year plan in place for yeah. um new schools. I think Lake Park is next. Oh really? Yeah. Because I mean it's so old. You know they're yeah. gonna have to do something with it eventually. Um, but like you know what is kind of your I guess you know story about how you came to Christ things like that. Like, okay, so it's pretty simple. I yeah. grew up in a God. Yeah, uh, we went to church every Sunday, and of course, I'm sure most people know when you're young, you don't you don't fully understand it. You don't fully understand it, and also you're basically dragged along. Yeah, you don't really you don't really know what's going on. You're forced to go to church. You don't really understand it, and it's it was hard growing up. Like I just I didn't understand why we went to church. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me, and I never really liked going to church until about third grade. Yeah, I was about nine. Like, I was about nine before I actually, like, understood what was going on, mm-hmm. and um, it was, like, a night of the third, of my third grade. My brother had just gotten sick, so my brother was five years, mm-hmm. two weeks, and one day older than me. <laughs> yeah. His birthday was December 4th. He just turned 22. That was my parents' anniversary. Yeah. It really Uh-huh. Yeah. And, but he had just gotten saved. This was March 15th. Mm-hmm. He got saved. And then March 22nd, I decided, hey. I want to get saved. I want to give my life to Christ. Yeah. I want to fully understand and go deeper into the Word. And I wanted to be like my brother growing up. Like yeah. Of course, yeah. I want to be, my, I want to be like my brother. I would never, I would never tell him that. But <laughs> Well, if he listens to this, he's going to figure that out. But I would 100% want to be like my brother. Yeah. And so him getting saved just led me to the right path. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and it's kind of, I guess, I don't really have a, you know, I mean, I did have, like, a, you know, a few pushers, like, you know, Baines and Stephen were the ones that, like, pushed me, and I was like, you know, because around October, it was the first time Stephen had come over to the house and everything, you know, he just was really open about his faith, and I was like, that was so cool, because I didn't really have friends that were open about it, or just heard about it, because, I mean, our school, you know, you're not, unless we go to FCA or something, or talk yeah. to a friend that is open about it, you're not going to hear it. Especially when you have a school with 3,000 students and only God knows how many are saved and yeah, what just, actually goes on behind those doors. I would like to know the percentage, like, yeah. of, you know. That would be, that would be a fun statistic. Oh, I yeah. Don't think I, I, don't think I'm very, I don't think I like it very much, but I think it no. would be very eye-opening yeah. for me to share. It would be. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, and I look at it and I go, like, you know, sure, FCA is, you know, a great platform because there's, I mean, you know, they pack the gym in there. Especially that for that first, 
like the, you know, for the fall um, semester. That first one was crazy, and I don't know if it was just all the promotion they did for it or what, or it might have been the free chicken biscuits. I don't know, but whatever it was, it got people in there, and it was, you know, I mean, and even though there was less after that, we still packed all the bleachers that they had in there, you know. So, I mean, but who knows? I would love to know that statistic too. Like, I really wish I could go. Thing, yeah. With baseball, we had oh, I bet you're so busy. Woo! Mm. So that means show up at six thirty or you're late. And so every morning, and then we didn't get done until about seven thirty. And yeah, you know, you're all hot, sweaty. We gotta take a shower afterwards. Yeah. And then if even if I had time to go to SCA, my first class was at BSU at eight o'clock. You had to, I mean, just go, go, go. Like, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I'm hoping your schedule might be a bit oh, yeah. more relaxed this night. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, mine, like, three of my classes are on the same floor. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't have to, you know, go up and down on that elevator too much, which stories you hear in there. You know, people listening, you can probably understand what I'm talking about. Like, there's some interesting stories here in there from, I'll give an example. Like, I just was, you know, I wasn't minding my own business. And I just hear this girl say, how far along are you? Hmm. How far along are you? Wait a minute. Oh, she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know. So that's the type of stuff you hear. And of course, they didn't want her going. Or yeah. her doctor didn't want her going on the stairs because yeah. she's pregnant. So, but it's just like this: is the type of stuff that you hear in the elevators and anywhere else. But especially in there, you hear yeah. some backward stuff going from floor to floor. Oh yeah, really, really weird. But um, you know, another thing that I want to talk about too is you know kind of how we met a little bit because I think that's really that's a pretty cool story in itself you know like i mean so and i don't think i've ever asked what was your first impression of me when your we were in impression? yeah um ninth grade was definitely a rough year for me yeah and like the first impression walking in there i was like oh, this this class is you know this is gonna be a fun class it was a fun class you yeah. walked in and i'm just like oh i mean there's another guy you know just yeah like, i didn't really think much about mm-hmm. like about how you walked or anything like that yeah it's just like you know that's my mind was fun yeah, there's, a guy. there's a, yeah, there's yeah, another guy, yeah. Uh huh. So I do think it was very good, and I do that. I still do that now, but I don't think it, I don't see people differently. Based That's on great. Their, based yeah. On their race, you know how they act. I, I mean, the only thing I really think about when I look at somebody is their faith. Yeah, That's I mean, the only thing, and you yeah. don't judge them about that. You just try to help them and lead them on right into their faith. So I, I think I do a really good job. Of that. That's that's good. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, for me, you you really have to like give off a certain vibes for me to not met like for me to not go maybe talk to you or something like you know you'd have you'd have to really really not make me want to go over there or whatever it may be you know um but you know i just remember because i was like dreading like peace over that i I was you know because because of course it was something i had to take and i was like well, crap i can't get out of this like you know because in middle school i could because you know they didn't make me take it with like you know certain things or whatever and i was happy about that but then i found out oh it's a required class. Great. So, you know, I had, we had to do that. And, um, you know, but it turned out to be one of the best classes I've ever had, okay. you know, um, with you and Caden and everything and your help and all that. It was so fun. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it, re- it really was. And, you know, of course, even some of the weird stuff, you know, you had, you didn't, you weren't there for that. Like, and, you know, just for context, I, I would sit right behind Eli in class in the very back. And so I was going to, my plan was to, Duck behind his head and not look at nothing. He wasn't there that day. Well, I had a baseball game. <laughs> he had a baseball Oh, yeah. You can imagine what it was, you know. And I mean, I knew that something was different about that class when I preferred the, um, the like fitness stuff over the, the act like and stuff like that over the classwork because, you know, before that, that would have been completely backwards. Like, I, you know, I'd have been like dreading like doing the physical stuff, but like, you know, doing some of that was really, really fun, honestly. And Miss Craven, she was really, really good about working with me, too. Yeah, I mean. Her husband, too, is an amazing guy. I love her. Yeah, yeah. I've been friends. They've known me since I was born. Yeah. I mean, you know, they were, I mean, she was, like, so, like, you know, as soon as I walked up to her and told her, like, hey, this is the situation, yada, 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 blah, 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 she worked with me so, you know, so well. And, like, you know, it's crazy to think we were the final group she taught. Like, oh, yeah. you know, when she left, well, you're the final group. And, like, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, you know, brag or nothing. But I think we were a pretty good group to end off on. I, so. I mean, you know, I'm in the shirt. It had its 
issues some sometimes, but and but we also had its funny moments too. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, so I mean, it was, it was a blast though. It was. Yeah. I, yeah. I, had, I had really fun that. Night. That was probably my favorite class. Yeah, and I'll be honest, you know, I think, and I'm so thankful for that class just because, like, if it wasn't for that class, I don't think we would have ever met, not just in another way, because honestly, we run in two different circles, you know, of people and things like that. So if it wasn't for that class, we wouldn't have met. And then now we go to the same church and everything, you know, so that that was, that's so cool, you know, just from that one class, how much, um, and we've had what, a class together? every single year so yeah. not 10th and 11th because we had north we had north twice and then we had fee yeah that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, you know I, I thought about that the other day i was like we've had a class together for like every, every single yeah oh yeah me too Especially the Fridays when we have to oh, yeah and just walk around the track yeah, yeah or something like that yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, like, and this is, and of course, I know that he's got, he's got stuff going on right now, so I don't want to like dog him too much, but you know, I remember like with Kendall, like he wouldn't do his stuff or whatever. And honestly, if I'm being completely honest, it kind of made me feel good because I was doing the stuff better than he was. So it was like, Hey, I'm doing something better than, you know, what he's, you know, than what he's yeah. doing or whatever, you know, probably shouldn't look at it that way, but, but it does help. It helps you in your confidence for sure. It does. I mean, cause I didn't have a lick of confidence going into any of that stuff. I mean, I would be completely honest because, I mean, why would I? You know, that was the first time I'd taken PE since, like, elementary school. So, you know, why would I have confidence in it, really? But, I mean, and I've talked about that story, I don't know how many times, on, you know, with Cody's podcast or the first episode I did with him and just this one, I've talked about it so many times and I'm not going to stop because it's such a good one. But, um, yeah, I mean... I'm so I'm glad to hear that you had such a blast in that class too, because I mean, and like she was Miss Craven was an excellent teacher. I mean, I don't think there wasn't a, there wasn't a better teacher. I don't think at the I time. So. I mean, because I'd heard about the other ones, and I you they know like, they were kind of like Meh, like yeah. you know because I'd heard like oh yeah my teacher don't make us do nothing and it's like well, what's the what's the point in coming to this class then if you're not going to do nothing like you know it's like just don't come and then you know get a bad grade on it but i mean you know that's what made it fun really i mean you know just kind of to push yourself and you know especially for me to push myself and see what i could do um because that was really like and you know it was really fun plus i remember towards the end i mean i've got a bunch of weird um pictures of like me and some other friends too that we took on like we were sitting on the stairs and i've got some like really weird pictures of us too like there's a picture of land he's like his face like really zooms in he's like huh. It's like it was, you know. So we got some really funny pictures in there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was absolute an absolute blast, really. But um, you know, when you look around, like you know, just LHS and everywhere else did you go, you know, what are some things that you think they could help, like you know, the youth and things like that, you know, to come to Christ or whatever it may be, just to help them, right? Um, I definitely think they could talk about it more. Yeah, I know in today's society, like a lot of people are judgy and very judgmental, and I think that. Um, Coming in to FCA yeah. and LHS, it should be a very judgmental place. You should, you should come in and be unjudged. Just do whatever you need to. You know, come in how how you are. I feel like if we stop judging, you are, yeah. mm-hmm. stop judging people as much, it'd be a whole lot easier to get people to come to the Lord. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and um, I mean, and of course, and unfortunately, because we're human, I mean. I struggle with that all the time. Sometimes not. I try not to, but like, you know, it's just like, you know, you might see somebody on the street and it's like, whoa, what happened to you? Like, you know, so, but I'm saying, you know, and I'm like, well, it's just then like I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, like this up here, he, he uses this in so many different ways and it's just like, you know, that like it can, he can, if you let it, it can destroy you so, so bad. I mean, I, I once heard um, one thing. It was like the first thing you think of when you see somebody is what you're taught to see. Yeah. What everybody around you is telling you what you should see. And mm-hmm. the second thought is what you actually do. Yeah. So, like, when you go up to somebody and you're like, oh man, they don't look too hot. And then yeah. You like, rethink. It's like, oh, I wonder what they're going through. You know, how can I help? Yeah. That's what you, that's what you actually believe. And that's what you feel like. Cause it's yeah. Like, a lot of people are saying the first impression. First impression, I never really liked that. Because yeah. First impression is not very good to a lot of people. 
especially, yeah. you know, people. I mean, cause you feel like you have to, you know, you have to be like a certain way or oh, something. Yeah. And then, you yeah. feel like you have to be perfect. Yeah. Get first step. And that's just an act. Mm-hmm. Like perfect out of the Jesus. Exactly. So. Uh, if you hear that, that's just my dogs in the background. But um, you're right. I mean, you know, because like, you know, it's a, you know, because like when you look at other people too, you know, they set like say I don't know social media influencers, right? They like set this like bar that people feel like they have to oh, yeah. they and, have to reach. A lot of it is just behind the scenes. You just don't actually see what's going on. Mm-mm. It's a lot of just fake, you know, Photoshop. Yeah, all that kind of stuff where you're just like it's not real and. You're setting yourself, you're trying to compare yourself to them, and they are near perfect because they have used technology and, you know, wonder working and, like, manipulations to, oh, yeah. to make you think that yeah. they are perfect because they're just caught. Exactly. Like, if you saw a social media influencer that's out in the wild, you would never know. No. Because they're not, they're not special. <laughs> no. Everybody else. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, like, it's so crazy, you know, because they'll have, like, these big, huge numbers, and you're like, oh, I got to shoot for that. Yeah, let's do that. You know, yeah. like, you don't have to do that to make an impact on somebody. Like, just to give an example, like, me and a friend, AJ Hughes, we just raised over, like, $820 for Mr. Ellenberg. Like, and, you know, if, for the ones who didn't know that I, if I mentioned it, like, his daughter has cancer, five years old. And I was, you know, we were, cause AJ came to me. He was like, you know, the Lord just put this idea in my head about, um, you know, this raising this money. And at first it was going to be a GoFundMe. But then we found out teachers were doing that also. And we were like, let's do something different. And apparently GoFundMe takes a percentage of the money. So we didn't want to do that. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to do something for people. And then, yeah, they just, right. So, you know, we decided let's just raise money and then maybe have somebody make up a card or something like that, which we ended up doing. Um, and, you know, we thought maybe the goal was like $200. We didn't expect it to go <laughs> to, to $820. I mean, you know, exa- I know. I mean, and, and it fell right into place because, I mean, so I went into test, um, you know, for my like EOCs. Um, like with somebody for three days, like different, you know, than Mr. Ellenberg. So I get more time. And um, it turns out that she worked with Mr. Ellenberg, like, you know, co-taught, right? Well, she gives me that, you know, because she knew me because of testing. I never knew who she was beforehand. Says, hey, we got this idea or that, you know, this thing, she need, he needs a cleaning service done for, you know, because it needs to be deep cleaned, whatever, whatnot, you know, because even though his house is clean, you know, it's cancerous. They're trying to get every bit of bacteria out. And so, you know, we'd already raised maybe close to, I think, $88. And that was in like two days, something yeah. like that, which is still insane to me. Like $88 in two days, you know. So with her help, and she added, you know, the remaining balance to make it 100 She gave that to the um, cleaning lady so his house could get cleaned. And I was like, all because I, you know, just because I went and tested with her, she gave me this opportunity. She knew about what we were trying to do. And then... We gave her that money, and then she went and got Mr. Ellenberg's house cleaned. That's, that, that, that's the Lord working. I mean, you know, and then and then we just, you know, me and AJ, we didn't want to stop. We were like, we got time. Let's raise more, you know? So, obviously, that's where it went, you know, because yeah. so in total, like, in that envelope, we gave him $720, and then added with that 100 that we'd raised beforehand, it yeah. was 820 And it was... I mean, just to look at it and go, this is absolutely crazy, you know. And then we started to, you know, me and AJ, because we were just curious. And we were wondering, like, you know, um, is Mr. Ellenberg, you know, a Christian? And, of course, because he can't verbally say it. Because he's, yeah, because he's a teacher. Right. Well, you know, so I started, we started picking up some signs or whatever, you know, just kind of because we were just curious, you know. One thing, he played the guitar at FCA, and he was getting into it, you know. So So that was one thing that was kind of like. Hmm, I'll keep that in mind, you know, and then um, another thing is we just started kind of talking to him a little bit, you know, because we didn't know how much he was going to be at school next semester. So we talked to him, we were talking to him and we looked on his desk and he's got like a little like plushy rock thing that says Jesus is my rock. And then he's got a Bible on his desk and a few like journals, I think. And I was like, okay, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know how like strong in his faith he is, but he's definitely like, yeah, he's definitely there, you know, and of course he he would never tell us that if we asked because, again, he's a teacher, you know, which is one thing that, and you know, I, I get it because, you know, there's so many different, you know, different opinions and how yeah. kids are nowadays, but at the same time, it would be nice to know, I guess, you know, like, 
because you know you feel like you know because if you don't know you feel like there's there's such a small minority of christians in reality there's so many there's so many many and you don't know about it yeah and i also think like another thing we think about there's there's not enough you know Mm -hmm. obviously there's never enough everybody should be christian right when you're like there's this so such a small percentage i feel like it's because a lot of people are afraid Mm -hmm. to go out and share the gospel just maybe because they think they have a lack of knowledge or you know they're scared to talk to somebody because they're afraid to be judged. Yeah. And I just always thought, like, when I would go out and share the gospel, I'm definitely not the most knowledgeable person. I'm sure. Me neither. Yeah. That. Especially in the Word of God, there's so much to go into and think about. But every time I would go up there and talk to somebody, the first, the hardest part was just going up there and asking, you know, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. And you don't want to just go straight into it. So right. You want to know, you want to introduce yourself and make it known. But immediately when I started talking to him, I felt like a like a switch in time. Yeah. I think it's just God saying, Hey, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I got you, you know, and like, I mean, one of the, you know, they say this in Northside a lot, you know, I don't know about other churches, but I know they say this in Northside a lot, is that, you know, if you don't know where to start, start with your own testimony, because that can never be, you know, that's not, that can't be disproven. Like, they, they won't, you know, come back with a, you know, the rebuttal with something. So well, it says this and that. It's like, well, you can't disprove my own testimony. Yeah. This is what God has done. Yeah, you know, you can't just tell me exactly. Like, I mean, you know, you can't disprove the fact that I was two pounds and 13 ounces at birth and I'm still standing here and sitting here and talking to you. You can't disprove that. And, you know, like I went back and kind of dug into some medical records, you know, around my birthday. Cause I was just curious, you know, like, what do these say? Cause I know my mom kept them and it was so interesting. So I had a whole bunch of plethora of stuff, but the only thing that God left me with was, you know, leg problems a little, you know, and they're yeah. minor, they're extremely minor, you know, compared to a, you know, some other people like Marshall, for example, you know, who that is, you know, he is, but he's, you know, who I'm talking about, the one that's in the wheelchair, like yeah, motorist yeah. wheelchair. He has the same thing I do, but it's a different, you know, it can come in different degrees. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Oh yeah, you know, and I remember because he had said his testimony, like, or you know, they did a video for it like last year, and I remember just sitting there. I was just kind of like, when he said that he had the same thing I did, I just kind of just everything was just, my eyes were on that video because I was like, yeah. what you know, because what had happened and everything, and his testimony is like so good because you know, before all the everything happened, he had like a rough home life and stuff. He had, um, you know, everything that he learned was from the experience, like, of him almost, like, dying. When he came to Christ, like, you know, that was, that's all he had. He didn't, hadn't been to church or whatever. So it's just crazy what the Lord can do for, um, you know, just, just like that. Yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody and anybody's everybody and anybody. Oh, yeah. He can just, you know, he just comes down to you, touches you, mm-hmm. like, shows, like, he is the one. Like, yeah. You need him, no matter what you do. Yeah, that is, I, I do remember watching that. We came visited that Sunday. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing testimony. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because I was, um, you know, I was sitting there and I was just like, I kind of just sat back for a minute. I was like, whoa, okay. So you know, cause, I mean, there's many like medical, like you know, I guess you could say I don't know, I won't say issues, but you know prognosis or whatever that can leave you wheelchair bound like that you know so i wasn't sure if it was i mean i knew there was a possibility it could have been cerebral palsy but how was i supposed to know unless i walked up and asked him which i never you know did at the time just you know because he was kind of off on his doing his own thing and i was doing mine i'd always say hi to him in the hallways or whatever but you know but you know how was i supposed to know that and then when i found that out it just kind of just like i don't know it kind of just put me like not really in my place but just kind of into shock i was like well, oh my, because you know, and I've kind of said this to people, and like I don't want this to like come off weird, but it's just like, you know, well, he's going to do amazing things, you know, for you know the kingdom, right? And, you know, just in his life, um, you know, at the same time, I'm so thankful that I didn't, in a way, if you this makes sense, I'm glad I didn't end up, you know, wheelchair bound like he yeah. did. I mean, you know, I'm so thankful for that. I mean, you know, but I always try to like be careful with that because you know, of course, you know, he's an amazing person. I just, but I'm also glad that that didn't happen to me because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. And, you know, you were talking about the, um, you know, like with fear and everything and going to talk with people. That was right. The number one thing that I had going into this podcast, jumping straight into it, because that was fear. And then also just like the knowledge, because, you know, I've only been like pursuing Christ for like less than a year. Like that's coming up in April. 
is a year, you know, with my walk, right? And so I was like, I mean, I knew it was something I wanted to do and needed to do because I've always wanted to help people. But just like, I was like, how can I start this? Like, I don't, I don't know much. I know like a few verses and that's yeah. about it, you know? But obviously that's just kind of, with more research things like that, that's fun to do. Just going around and researching. I've got all my notes in that drawer right there. Um, but, you know, it's just so fun to, you know, because you dive into the word more that way, you know, and learn. And I'm definitely, you know, I could say, I, I mean, obviously I've even just learning one verse this whole entire year, that's even improvement because I barely knew anything, you know, from, oh yeah, always. No matter who you are, no matter how much you are with God, you can always grow closer. Like Pastor Rob said, probably mm-hmm. the most knowledgeable and wise people that anybody ever knows. Yeah. Like, he's an amazing pastor. I love him. <laughs> Me too. And plus, he's and, so funny too. And, and he's, he's such a great pastor. And you just know, like, he still gets closer every single day. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so crazy to think about how he can never be too close. It's awesome to think mm-hmm. he can always grow every day. And, um, you know, one thing that kind of happened on this last episode, you know, because I shifted things around a little bit, yeah. you know, so I put my Christmas episode out, you know, maybe a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, one of the things that happened, because, you know, how, when, you remember when Pastor Robbie was talking about how, like, the reason why they call Jesus the lamb is because that's how they wrapped, like, the lambs, like, up, you know, like, in the swaddling clothing, right? I said that on this podcast, and it, in like, that was something new for somebody that's been in their walk for, like, since they were a kid. Like, they're 25, 26 years old, and I was like whoa that's insane like you know they've been they've been doing this for like you know so long and they learned something from you know what the lord's put on my heart and learned from well it's crazy so i can even just trickle down it goes from pastor avi to me and then to him yeah it's like it, it's, it's it just never it's never ending, ending. right it's never ending it's so crazy how you know things can just work exactly. you know um i mean it, it just you know it's just awesome to see how i mean those effects can happen really. I mean, the people, the people that I've um, come across to like, you know, AJ, I've been, I've been great friends with them or whatever, but we never really talked, you know, about faith or anything. Cause I didn't have a relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, the year that I get into a relationship, you know, with Christ, I have a class with them and then we get to really like expand on what we already had, yeah. you know, for a friendship. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's probably brought us closer too, you know, with everything and going to the same church and everything. Yeah. I mean, and like, and I've met some awesome people like Drew, you know, even though he's crazy, but, you know, I think we all are at some point, aren't we? You know, but like, you know, it's just been so cool. And I want to think, I think one of the things that I've like want so bad is to, you know, because my friends, they watched me, you know, and they led me to Christ, right? And watched me get baptized. They were both there. I remember like, you know, I have this like mental, you know, like picture, right? I mean, you know how the, uh, sanctuaries built you know like looking in there like so i was looking down and they were so you know you know where the middle is and then you know where that's it so i was on like though they were on the right area you know right and i'm looking down at them and you know cause i'm about to you know i'm about to get dunked right yeah. and um you know so and i just look down at them and they're just like both smiling back at me and i smile right back at them it's just like that's something i just remember you know yeah. it's, it's just like a, it's just my it's brain just, just took that picture right there some, some things you just like never no, I mean, I, I was super young when I got baptized. Yeah, I still remember to a T. That's exactly cool. And still, one thing that's so funny to me today is you know, those like pools of water are heated, right? Yeah, oh, I'm so glad it was heated. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, I was like, man, I walked in there, I'm shivering cold. Yeah, I went under, yeah, came back up, confessing my faith. Yeah, it didn't matter what water, just clean, dirty. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, one of the things that, you know, I, cause I was on a podcast with an, a younger guy, his name was Ben Shelby. And one of the things I was talking about this and he was, you know, one of the things he has not heard before is that when a son and then a mom getting rededicated, cause she got rededicated that same day. And, you know, cause I mean, you know, one, cause she knew that she needed to, you know, I mean, because she'd gotten saved and baptized, like, you know, this, around the same age as me, you know, now. But she knew she needed to, you know, and it's been, you know, a while. And plus, it was just, you know, cool to not have to go in and alone because, you know, like, it can be also a scary thing because, you know, like, you, you, you know, you're like, am I doing the right thing? Like, and, you know, it didn't hit me till, like, I don't know maybe a few hours that, you know, cause it had to just kind of settle in, you know, after the service and all that, it didn't hit me till maybe a few hours, maybe a day after I was like, 
oh my god, I actually did it, didn't I? Like, you know, um, you know, because when it's, I had to, my dad was right behind me and ready to help me and all that, and it just, I was just kind of in shock. He was like, "So, how do you feel?" I was like, "I don't know yet." <laughs> it's like, "Give me a minute. I don't know yet." But I mean, it's you know, it was an awesome feeling though. And you know, now with, I mean, you know, I'm thankful that I did get baptized at this age though, because now, guess what? There's cameras, there's videos, there's things like that, so you you can look back on that. And I was even able to make a, you know, because I'm a pretty good editor. Yeah, you know, I was able to make a video for it. Cause my mom wanted me to, and I. And like, you know, I can look back on that video, repost it, whatever. And um, another just cool fact about it is that, you know, um, Randy Molinax, the other one, they, another pastor they put in there, yeah. Pastor Robbie's not. Yeah. So I was the first one that he baptized at Northside. He hadn't been there all that long, I'm assuming. And he said to me, he was like, you're the first person that I've ever baptized at Northside. And I was like, oh, wait, say, say that again. <laughs> let me let me see if I heard you right. And um. You know, it's so funny to me because every time he's the pastor, if I see him, you know, because, of course, they'll be standing right at that right door, you know, if we go up, you know. And um, it's so funny to me because every time he sees me, like, it's usually Stephen and Baines, they'll go, um, you know, before I do. And like, he's just going to say, hi, guys, how you doing? And then he sees me and he's like, hey, it's good to see you again. Like, he, like, brightens up when he sees me. And it's the funniest thing to me. Like, yeah. And so does so Pastor Robbie. He does the same thing. He did that last week. And it was so funny to me. Um you know, but like, I mean, when I heard that I was the first person that he had baptized there, I was like, really? Like, that's wild. And, you know, the, I don't know if you heard, if Pastor Robbie told you, but um, we're having six people get baptized on yeah, Christmas. I heard, I heard about four. I uh, didn't know about six. Well, I think there was like two in the early service. No, there was two in there because I think, because it was maybe a couple, I think, but it was in our, the early service. And then there must have been the other four in the later one. Yeah. And so there's going to be six on that 1030 service and we're going to get to watch it. Like, uh, but on Christmas, I'm like, you know, and it's such an opportunity, I think, for all of us that we're having, we're getting to go to church on Christmas. And on like the first day of the new year, we get to go to Christmas, I mean, to church as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, me and my parents both said that, you know, like me and my mom, we both said that. We were like, yeah, how does that an amazing way to start out the year? Plus, that don't happen very often. So you might as well take the advantage of it. And sure, it's going to change up how we do Christmas, you know, this year, but who cares? It's like, we'll figure it out, yeah. you know? I mean, plus we'll have to, you know, my mom get up early anyway. So, because usually I have to say, hey, get up, get up. But now she has to get up. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's just been like such a amazing experience, you know, to like to talk to people like you and like, to hear their stories and stuff like that. And that's the goal of this podcast, you know, to maybe inspire, like, if it's just one person, you know, yeah. I mean, if it's just one person, one person. like, you know, that can, um, you know, have a trickle effect too, you know, I think, I mean, I don't, I probably, I don't do this story justice, but um, a friend of mine, Donovan, you know, he tells a story all the time, it's about a shoemaker, and it's about, um, you know, how D.L. Moody became how he is today, you know, that is, he's like, a, I think he's like a, like, you know, well-renowned pastor, you know, and like he's led millions to Christ, yeah, uh huh. And like you know, I think this shoemaker, like you know, spread the word. I'm getting this right, but um, spread the word to Dale Moody, and then that lit a fire in him, and then he spread it all across, you know. And so, you know, that's just one instance. Like you know, spreading the gospel to one person can just affect millions. Oh yeah. I mean, and you know, if you kind of look at it, like, I mean, you know, with Stephen, because he was, the, you know, he, Banks was, you know, he was a part of it too. But Stephen was the main like force because he was the one that came over to my house and talked about it, you know, and everything. So because of like, you know, all them the, them talking about it, like it was a butterfly effect for not just me, but my mom also, because she wouldn't have got rededicated if I didn't get saved, you know, and um, I remember, because we got saved on Easter, and that was the, that was the funnest thing ever, because I turned back around, and I see Baines and his family, so we're all sitting together, they're all like, they're like, we should have crying over here, and I'm like, man, you didn't have to tell me that, you're maybe start crying over here, but it was, I mean, and people think that's so, that's just such a complicated process, it's, it's, it's really not, and honestly, you could do that, you can do that anywhere, like, like I, you know, I just heard a story of um, and it was Donovan. He said that um, he was just talking to his um son. Like he said, he was about four at the time. They were in the truck, you know, 
and he was asking all these questions about God, like, you know, of course he was answering them, you know, um, like he should, and, you know, then he was just like, you know, well, you know, what can I do to, like, be saved, and all that, it's all you gotta do is, um, you know, proclaim him, and, like, and he did, he did exactly that, like, right in the truck, right, I mean, so, like, pe- people think that, like, it's so complicated, you know, and, and I do think that um, with, and of course, and I'm not saying that Northside, like the way they do it is just like, you know, it's so bad, like it's not, it's a wonderful way they do it. However, I think it does put, there's a bit of a fear factor in there because you, because the way they do it, you got to walk up there and, you know, you're in front of everybody and it's like, how you doing? <laughs> like, you know, so there's probably a bit of a fear factor in there. But I mean, the amount of people that I've, I mean, there's a lot of people that have moved their letters that I've seen. Like, you know, even Stephen moved his from, was it, well, I think it might have been either Redland, I think, over by his house, you know, from to Northside, you know, so that was just a cool thing to watch that happen, but now I'm wanting to see somebody, um, you know, or at least that I personally know to come to Christ, though, that's like, I don't want to say that's on my bucket list, but that's something I definitely want to see happen, you know, I mean, have you, like, seen that? You have seen that? It's just really interesting. Especially when you like see them, you know them before they've gotten saved. You yeah. Know, you watch how they act. You watch their their mannerisms. Yeah. And then like you see them get saved. You watch it happen. Mm-hmm. You were there, and then you just see the change working in life. It's so so amazing to see. I know. It's <laughs> like it's like a step. Like it's literally it takes that long. It's that it's that easy. And you just see a whole switch in a whole different direction in your life going mm-hmm. one way, but split off in the path. Yeah. It's just, and I think I've, it might have been, I think Pastor Robbie might have said this at some point. You know, he said that a lot of people think, and I mean, I'm I'm hoping that he said this, but, I, you know, it's what I got out of it in one of the messages. He said, like, you know, that, um, you know, people like think it's like, this is an instant, instant switch when they, you know, they, you know, come out of the water. Well, you know, yes, it is. And I, but at the same time, you see that change, you know, as they continue on their life, you know, because they're starting to do things, you know, do things I normally wouldn't have done before. You know, whether it be helping people or just diving into the word more, you know, one of the things I've noticed is I wouldn't have walked up to people as much as I do. Like I walked up to, up to people more and just introduced myself. I wouldn't have done that. You know, I still have some issues with it, but, you know, like I, there's, I've done that more like with, um, with Drew, I did that. I just kind of, I looked at his, I think it was, what was it? I looked at his water bottle. I was like, you know what? He got these stickers on here that, you know, you know he don't seem like a pretty bad guy. So I ordered him, introduced myself, and then just bam. And then he entered, uh, he invited me to Wednesday night, and that's I've been going ever since then. Yeah. So, like, there's just that that trickle effect again. You don't know, you know, how it's going to affect you or others. I mean, and it's just so, it's so crazy, you know, like, and I look at that Ellenberg thing. I mean, it just fell all into place, and you can't, you know, because people will still deny even after hearing that. That, that you know, there's yeah. no God. Like, you can't deny that something you're wrong. I know. They think it's God or not. Yeah. You cannot deny that something went wrong, something happened that day, those days, that week, that stress, however long it was. Yeah. You cannot deny that something just happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, wrong. you can't. You can't deny that. $820 in I mean, I know, and I, you know, I can't, I still can't believe that, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, it was strictly, it was students, and then, you know, I mean, I, I made my parents donate, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so it was mainly students, though, and, you know, like, so, I mean, also just, and maybe it was the Christmas season, I have no idea, but I mean, also, also the amounts that we got, too, were just, I mean, it was, it showed that like our generation does have some kindness left in it, yeah. you know, cause I mean, of course I can get overshadowed by, well, we know, you know, um, you know, all this stuff. Like I think one kid don't like $50. I was like, dude, I mean, yeah. you know, and I mean, he works at, I think he works at like a Chick-fil-A, one of these around here. And I was like, dude, that is insane. I mean, thank you. I'm so thankful that you did that, but wow. I mean, you know, we, and a lot of them were twenties, thirties. I mean, there was, I mean, that was a lot, you know? I remember we pulled that, you know, so we poured it on, uh, you know, the girl's desk because we were trying to get all that put in the car and everything. She'd made a pocket for it. The pocket was too small. We had so much money, the pocket wouldn't fit. I mean, and I mean, and it was just about to come out of the card. It was just like, how do we stuff this in there? And it was the funniest thing, though. But yeah, we had, you know, it was so cool, you know? I mean, and like, is there any been like small instances like that where you were able to help somebody that, um, you know, that you can think of that you're just like, God had his hand in that, like, you know, whether it be, um, you definitely. know. Back when I was still younger and I still went to Morningside, yeah. you know, where Lance goes. Yeah. Um, 
there was this young girl that had, they were just out by, by her house, and her dad had killed a rattlesnake. Uh-huh. Cut his head off, you know. Yeah. And the little girl didn't know, like, you know, they still they still bite. Even after oh, they have yeah. Reaction, she walks by, steps on her head, and bites her. And she, get, she gets transported to ER. Right. And I just watched the church mm-hmm. converge and just donate so much money, donate. You know, That's pain, awesome. You know, help, like, it, like, warmness, kindness, and, like, money. It was just awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. As young as I was. I was oh, yeah. What was going on. And it was just really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and now that I look back on it, you know, because, of course, before I got saved, I wouldn't have thought of it this way, but, you know, with me, like, with the Michael Clark Foundation, that was the one that donated for Mr. Allenberg, gave us that $500 check. Oh, that was so... So good that night. But, I mean, you know, that was, they helped me a long time ago. I don't even know how much they gave me, you know, gave my parents. But, I mean, you know, cause that, I mean, even back then, it's crazy how much stuff cost. I mean, just to take me from, I think, across the street from the hospital to the field where they had the helicopter. Because back then, uh, SGMC didn't have a helipad on it. So, they had to land in a field in, like, VSU. And, uh, you know, so, like, did you take me, it was like, I might be getting the total wrong, but I thought it was like fifteen hundred dollars just to get me like to go across the street. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, like, and I can't imagine what things are now, like with you know prices and everything, how they've hiked and everything. Exactly, you know, and I can't imagine that. Like, especially you know, like, and I know there's a bunch of families you know around here that want to give their kids like the best Christmas they possibly can, but they can't because of money limitations. Like, no. Everybody, every parent that I know, you know, wants to give their kids a love. And it's just, I know it's heartbreaking for a lot of them, but yeah. they, they know they can't. And it's just, it's awesome to see when, you know, parents are able to. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. Really cool yeah. You know, and I mean, it's just, and like when you're going back to the churches, like, you know, it was so, you know, it's just so cool to like to see that st- type of stuff like that. When like, how so much, I mean, do you know, like around the total they raised for them, or was it just a bunch? It was, it was a bunch, yeah. I mean, you know, I just can't imagine. I mean, and you know, I think it honestly, my like drive to you know raise more money for Mr. Allenberg, um, really kicked in when he because he came back that Monday and told us more about like what was going on. I mean, we knew his daughter had cancer, and whatnot, and I would tell you the name, but it's so complicated. I don't even. It's it's not one you hear about. No, it's like someone with her eye, but it, I don't know. Um. But, you know, he said that she was five years old, and that really, like, it really kicked in. And I was like, that, that is that is a five-year-old. I mean, having, you know, that's not even begun to experience what life is like. Yeah. You know, it, like, so, you know, let's see if we can really knock it out of the park and go past this $200 goal. Which, I mean, even in itself, it would if we were able to raise $200, I'd have been happy. That, that, was, that was still, you know, that would have been an amazing thing. But, yeah, I mean, it was just... You know, that was so awesome. And, um, you know, one thing I was thinking about, kind of shifting gears a little bit. So, you know, with baseball, like, do you, you know, is there like that? Because I get it with the podcast. Is there, like, do you feel like there's like a brotherhood in there? Like, is it like a big, yeah, I kind of figured there. There is a lot of stuff that goes on in baseball. Yeah. A lot of it is really, really godly. And, you know, there, there is definitely those, those, those slight few that just like, you know, they're just out, out I wouldn't say outcasts. Yeah. They're definitely not outcasts, but they just, you know, they're not, like, in tune with the world. Yeah. Like, some of us are. And it's just, like, I've watched two or three of them just change. They just were really cool That's awesome. See. And it was because being around you, uh, the rest of yeah. you, that, that's cool. And it's really cool yeah. to see, like, how a group of people can affect just one person. And that one person, one person will affect a group of people. Mm-hmm. And then that group of people could affect another, another person. Yeah. And it's, it's just really, really cool to see. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you know, because, like, with this podcast and stuff, like, because, you know, I... I'm not going to say I had it with TikTok because, like, <laughs> no, I did not. You know, but it was cool to have, like, a community of sorts and things like that. Yeah. However, you know, I started looking into it because, you know, I mean, the, account, the account's still up, but I haven't posted in months. I mean, because it's not a good place to be. I mean, it's really, really not. You know, and I realized that quickly after I did that first podcast episode with Cody. I was like, I can't do this. No, like, I know I've met some cool people in here, but this app is terrible. Like, I, you know, I cannot do this anymore. And so I, you know, I mean, it was kind of a hard decision, you know, because, I mean, there's people on there that I did care about, you know, and keeping up with them, yeah. but not, you know. But, I mean, I found other ways to do that. Um, you know, so I um, just, you know, I stopped doing that. But then shortly after this, I was like, you know what? 
I mean, I could replace the TikTok thing with a podcast. Yeah. And, you know, plus, this is more fun. I love to talk. So, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, so it's right up my alley. And Bane said the same thing. He's like, dude, you should do it because you love to talk way too much. And, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. I do. But, you know, and just to see, you know, and sure, there was some positive impacts, you know, on TikTok and stuff. But, like, not like this. I mean, you know, because I was looking at, you know, because you can look at like, analytics, things like that. You know, this episode has potential to go anywhere, you yeah. know, in the world. I mean, but right now, this audience is, I think, uh, it's like 2%. Um, you're good. Uh, 2% um, is like from South Africa or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, that just blew me away. I was like, South Africa? Like, come on. Like, you know, so, I mean, of course, mostly it's mostly in the U.S., but there's like a place like, I don't even know how to present it, like Papua New Guinea, like, yeah, something like that. And there's Canada, which is one percent. You know, so that's just cool to see how, like, you know, uh, far I can go. Oh, okay, I see. So it was just talking about the maximum, but uh, you're pretty good. Um, so it's just so crazy. Like, I mean, how things can go, you know? Yeah. But you can only imagine how it's working with those people. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, you know, and sure, you know, you know, you share the gospel to somebody and all that, and then, you know, you like, and then you see them change, and then they go off, and you know, you may not, you don't know if, it, you know, I'm sure they have helped others. You know, sure, would you like to know what, how you helped them and they helped others? Yeah, but that's not our job to know. Like, you know, even though it would be like so nice to know, like, to yeah. see how that has just continued to go, you know. But I mean, it's just really not our job, but. I mean, you know, just to see, I mean, just to see how much it's affected me, I mean, and how I think, you know, if I do, if I do something and I know it's not, you know, because I mean, I'll be honest, I have still done stuff that is not, you know, that I shouldn't have. And I'm like, why did I do that? You know, I'll sit there and just like, you know, I'll sit there and just go, why, why did I think that? Or why did I, do, you know, and you have that conviction, definitely. A lot of things like that, it's really cool. Like, of course you get guilt, you feel guilt, yeah. you feel conviction when you do something you're not supposed to, but I feel like that guilt conviction is good. Yeah. Because if you didn't have Christ, if you didn't have the Lord or the Bible, you know, anything like that, you wouldn't feel any guilt for doing something exactly. you're not supposed to. You, you just like, you feel numb. And I feel like when you get Christ and you get the word, mm -hmm. you, got, you get like a shot of life and you, you'll start to feel those feelings again. Although they do definitely suck, they're definitely good in work. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that, I mean, I will say, and, you know, it's just something that, of course, I knew it was going to come was with doing this, you know, of course, they kind of heightened a little bit more because the enemies are trying to knock on my door because, I mean, obviously, and that tells me, that tells me that, you know, this is doing something for people, yes. even if it's just one person. So I got to keep going. Like, even with, you know, all the rescheduling that we had to do with yeah. this episode. And then, of course, Mikey's coming, I think, either next week or the week, you know, after that. Like, you know, I mean, I we you know this has got to happen. Like these conversations, they have to happen. You know, because like it can, you don't know who it can impact. Whether yeah. like we said, one, two, whatever. One thing I want to say is yeah. um, for baseball, we start. I started like a Bible study thing. And That's cool, yeah. And so I definitely noticed, and we had, I had, a, we had a guy come and like you know help us start leading because we, I have definitely never led anything before this. Yeah, yeah. And it is really fun to lead, and it's really amazing yeah. to sit down. And see the people you're talking to. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to do that. And I definitely, definitely got the, you know, the devil's attacking me more and more. Mm -hmm. You definitely see it, like, as soon as you start, you know, getting into the words, you know, starting to lead, you feel like he's tempting you more and more. And the um, guy that was helping us, like, to start out, he was like, that was the first thing he said. He's like, you were going to get tempted, you yeah. You are going to get tempted more than you have ever been tempted in life. Because mm -hmm. the devil knows that you're working, and you're working in God and, and people to try to reach God, mm -hmm. and you will be tempted more than that. That's true. And yeah. I just, like, I saw it happen, and I'm like, wow. Like, it says it in the Bible, like, it, it just came serious. Yeah. And it's really cool to think about. Like, it sucks being tempted. It does. It does, yeah. You will fail. You're not perfect. I don't feel. And it's yeah. really cool to think. But it is still really cool to think, like, you know, the, the Bible says that you will get tempted, and watching it happen was pretty cool. To see. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, and that just is another way of saying, hey, the stuff in this right here is, it, it's living and breathing, and it, it comes true, I promise. Like, this is true. There's not one false word. Nope. Not one. 
you know, and there might be like, you know, another stuff in there that people don't like. Well, guess what? It's not meant to make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside all the time. No, definitely not. It's really, you know, it's a lot of times it's not fun. But I mean, you know, it's just, you know, it's, I mean, it's crazy, you know, like all the stuff that I've been able to just watch, you know, and things like that, you know, I mean, and also too, I wouldn't be, you know, just, it's some small details, but I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here and like jamming out to worship music. Like, you know, I mean, what what I mean, no, I wouldn't have done that before I got saved. Like, I would have thought, what what is this? Like, you know, you know, stuff like that. And then there's another thing. Have you heard of the Chosen before? I've worn the, you know, the hoodie every, a few times. But, you know, because I was reading, um, and I'm kind of taking it slow so I can, you know, but I was reading Matthew. And, like, you know, the craziest things. I was reading it, and then I went and watched an episode. It was exactly what I'd read that night. And I was like, whoa, it's it's so crazy to see what you know like what you just read is being acted out on your tv screen and it also helps you visualize things like you know and i do think it's really cool to think about yeah it's like you read it and a lot of times what you visualize is exactly what they picture that and there will be sometimes where like you're visualizing something else and there'll be something else but it's really cool to see both sides and yeah see what you thought it was like and what it, like what they think it's like it's yeah really cool. and you know like i know people like they give it scrutiny because it's like not 100 percent. i'm like well i understand that and you know here's the thing like it's not a hundred percent. However, I think it is good for people because, you know, they can, they might watch this and they go, you know, well, let's see how, you know, it either compares or it, you know, and so they go into the word and dive into it. Exactly. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it's probably one of the best shows they've made about the life of Christ in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's so cool, you know, but, uh, you know, since we've only apparently got 60 minutes, um, is there any, like, final thoughts that you want to have that you want people to know or, like... Not really. I think we hit it all. Yeah? It was, this is fun. Yeah. Was fun. I know. Hey, you, now you get to say that you've been on a podcast. Yeah. No, no yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and one thing I will say is that, you know, because um, I try to hit it the nail on the head, is that you're never alone in whatever you're struggling with or maybe whatever it may be. There's always someone that has done that same thing. And there's people that have been through it, and they, they can, they can help you. you how to help. Like, they, they can help you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And, again, it may be something that you're not comfortable with, but if you, wanna, if you want to get over whatever that may be, help, it's – Reach out. There's 10,000% somebody that's gone through it seen it happen they're going through it now mm-hmm. you would not want no matter what exactly you're not man well it has been an absolute honor to have you as the first youth and the first at home interview or in person interview so I mean this has been great and who knows maybe the Lord will let us do it again sometime yeah yeah, yeah.